0: church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon.
1: Amen. Good morning. Open your Bibles to the book of Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to begin a brand new series. I'll uh, uh, explain about this. We'll look into it in just a few minutes. I need to get some scriptures. I need some help on reading scripture. Woody, read our main verse uh, today, Ephesians 6, 5 through 8. Pete, uh, 1 Timothy six twenty one. Uh, some more people to read. Gary Basham, Matthew seven eighteen. Uh, Mick. Proverbs 6, 9, and 10. David Sanchez, 1 Timothy 5, 8. Uh, Chris Nehemiah 3, 5. Uh, need some more. Uh, Mike, 1 Timothy 5, 16. Go ahead and give some more. Uh, give me Proverbs 21, 25, and 26. Got a few more over here. Uh, Matthew 25, Verse 24 and 25, and then one more scripture here, Steve, Proverbs 10, verse 4. Okay, we're going to begin a, a series. I've entitled it Divine Design, and we're going to be looking. The subtitle is God's Blueprint for Work That Matters. So we're going to do a subject about work. Work in whatever form, is one of the most important areas of life. Partly because it dominates our time. You actually spend more time working than you do if you work a job, most of you. Uh, Probably you spend more time on the job than almost anything else you do. And uh, your attention, some of you even when you're not at work, your attention is still drawn to work, it's, uh, it's important. But the issue of work, for some people, causes them much frustration. Their job is frustrating uh, and, and difficult. And then, of course, one of the problems is that for Christians, there are believers that they feel useless and unspiritual. In other words, their thought is, what is the point Is there a point to my job other than just simply paying bills and that somehow that's taking them away from the things of God? So uh, I think you're going to find this this series is going to be very encouraging to you. And we're going to look at God's design. He does not intend for people to live their whole lives simply frustrated in what they view as dead-end jobs or feeling guilty or unspiritual, I think you're going to be very, very encouraged because God has a blueprint concerning work. It's a, it is amazing to me when I uh, got inspired, began looking at this issue. It is incredible how much the Bible is filled with work, actually from beginning to end. And Uh, If you think about not only where we'll get into Adam and Eve in the garden, but uh, the Bible tells us stories about work. It gives us commands about work. And of every different type of work and description, you are going to find it in the Bible. And so, obviously, work then is very important to God. And so we're going to get an understanding, we're going to begin... Uh the, the purpose of the whole series is to get a biblical understanding uh, about work. Today is going to be kind of a, uh, an introductory lesson. And uh, we're going to kind of lay a, a foundation that will actually be negative. And so I'll explain that in a minute. Let's get our main verse today. Ephesians 6, 5 through 8.
2: Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling. And singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Not with thy service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free.
1: Okay, and this is a very important uh, scripture in the Bible, and and, uh, it talks about servants, some translations say slaves. These were people uh, in the early church, the Roman Empire, revival, broke out, the gospel spread, and there were numbers of these people that were working class people, and so God has something to say about that. Okay, let's begin this morning. Today, we're the, uh, the, the uh, title of the lesson is Wrong Beliefs About Work. So, we have to approach this negatively, and then next <laughs> week we'll begin to build on the biblical foundation. Let's talk about doctrine and work. Doctrine and work. What you believe in life has direct impact on your life. Whatever you believe. And so one of the Bible principles about beliefs is you can't believe wrong things but act right. The Bible says it's not going to work. Whatever you believe is directly going to affect you in, of course, your actions It's going to affect your thinking. It's going to affect your emotions. And so the Bible gives us this understanding. You can't believe wrong and act right. Let's get an example of this. 1 Timothy 6, 21.
0: Which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with thee. Amen.
1: Okay, and so this is uh, the King James. They have erred. Of course, we get our word error uh, from this. So... We know this in a doctrinal sense. And of course, he's talking about people who believe incorrect doctrines. And these were very serious issues. But I want you to see this. The Bible says, by professing it. And I didn't take the time to read what it was that they were professing. It was a wrong idea, false doctrine. And he says, people who believe that, they err, my translation, is strayed, it is a direction word, is you get off track. You wind up in a different place than you should be if you're believing wrong things. So, that is not just in major Bible doctrines of the Trinity, salvation, redemption, the inerrancy of Scripture, and all major Bible doctrines. Listen, in life... Everyone has doctrine. What does doctrine mean? In its most basic form, what does it mean? What is a doctrine? We use this word, of course, in, uh, in the Bible, but what is doctrine, John? It is beliefs. That's, that's all it simply means, of course, it's beliefs that are taught, and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Everybody has doctrine. Sinners have doctrines. Gangsters have doctrine. Right? Snitches get stitches. That's a doctrine. (laughs) Okay? So, if you believe something that is fundamentally wrong, it is going to affect you. People, they have wrong ideas about money. I preached in conference about poverty. This is the problem. People, they have mentalities. Maybe the way they're raised or their culture. They, They believe things that are wrong. You do not Believe wrong things about money, and then somehow you, you succeed, and, and everything goes well in money. That's it's true in relationships, it's true in marriage. So, every person here, you actually have a doctrine or doctrines about work. You believe certain things about work, and whether you have thought about that or not. This is something that is very important. The problem is many people, they are frustrated, they are guilty, they feel useless spiritually or or in different ways. Many times the root of that is they believe wrong things about work. So, I need your input. Today is a lot of input day what would be some wrong ideas that people have about work, Dwayne?
0: I see a lot of them. I see a lot of them on bumper stickers, like "I owe, I owe," so off to work I go. Okay, that is a belief. So, what
1: is what's the belief behind that? What are they saying?
0: They think that work is only because they have bills to pay and they get no. Um, they get no joy from it, they get no fulfillment from it, they get no okay. destiny from it, it's just paying bills. Okay, that's exactly right. That is a doctrine. As
1: he said, you put that on your bumper sticker. I owe, I owe, it's off to work. Why do I work? Purely to pay bills. That's, that is an incorrect doctrine. That's true. What would be some other wrong ideas? Steve?
0: It seems like they think that what they do for a living is who they are, not what they do.
1: Okay? And so now that is taking to another extreme their whole identity and value as a human being is bound up in what their job is or is not. That's, that's true. Value, your identity. Mike? I've seen that, uh, you know, he who has the most toys wins. He who dies with the, yeah, most, toys has, yeah, dies with yep. the most toys wins? Yeah. Okay? But he who has a lot of toys still dies. <laughs> so. Right, doesn't help much, does it? Okay, so that is a, that's a belief, that it is the amassing. So then, therefore, work is a competition. Right? That's, that's how that person has been. Jenny? I had a friend who used to outreach every day and never
3: cleaned her house. And she thought she was being spiritual because she was doing so much outreaching.
1: She outreached every day and never cleaned her house. Okay. Yep. Because she thought that cleaning her house would be somehow unspiritual. Uh, that's that's true. Matt Keppel, back there.
0: Um, I think,
2: uh, where'd my thought go? <laughs> I think a lot of people don't understand that, like, financial blessing comes through work. They want that check in the mail to meet all their needs, and God will actually provide through work and just staying committed to work and being faithful to work.
1: Okay, that that's that's very, very important. That's... What I was emphasizing in my sermon on poverty is people don't understand where does blessing come from. So uh, I think there's actually two sides of that, Matt, is you are correct in saying that fundamentally the the main way that God blesses people is through their job, but also if God is going to give you extra blessing, it it usually comes to workers. That's a Bible principle, right? So we have to uh, understand that. Sis, over here.
4: A lot of people feel that um, their attitude toward their work has nothing to do with glorifying God or being a witness. And I think it has a huge, it's huge witness, the way you treat your job and get there on time and everything and do a good job. They think that the only witness is when they actually witness to people about Christ.
5: But
1: Yes, very good. They, so they think that work itself is not a witness in any way. That's true. Back there, Dave Burke. I guess because... The church I grew up in I had the early understanding that work was a curse because Adam sinned so therefore he had to go to work and that was pretty much how we lived okay very very good we're going to examine that is that that is a and so they actually now some of these are just things that people uh, believe for various reasons but now you're talking about someone who uses the bible that's that's true that work itself is a curse if Adam hadn't sinned we wouldn't have to work today that's the idea Okay, Casey? Uh, Related to amassing things or competition or even value is that they feel like their job is a social status, and they'll choose a career path based on social status. Yep. Okay. That's true. Daniel?
2: Uh, I meet a lot of fatalists when it comes to work, that it's just... It doesn't matter what they do, they're never going to get ahead in life, uh, they're never
1: going to pay off their bills, and that, you know, work is just a, almost like a curse, and uh, they're never going to get ahead, yep. so it's just work is depressing to them, a reminder of how they just keep falling behind in life. Okay, all right, and of course that has nothing to do with their spending patterns, but uh, uh, Bear Montgomery, there you go, got it
0: you know working a bread job for almost 30 years i've always seen people mostly guys who just who their a definition of work is just showing up
1: okay i'm i'm here you yeah. know
0: they they either don't work or they do as little as they possible because they're they're being paid just to show up
1: yeah that's true what was it the sign that is put up in some works as employees are encouraged to uh, move, to distinguish from those who are dead. <laughs> so, Mark?
3: One of the, the person that, or the entity in which you work for matters. If you work for, for men, you're less likely to do as much as if you actually work for God.
1: As okay. To. Yep. Who your boss is. That's a, that's a doctrine. That is a belief, David, something else.
2: I had a boss once who had a sign in her office that said everyone brings joy into this office, some when they come in and some when they leave.
1: <laughs> yes, and I am not going to sh- take a show of hands for how many of you are the joy when you leave, okay? Because I am just filled with love. That's me. Okay, so very very good. You are hitting it one more Robert.
2: Uh, you know, some people feel like they have a certain amount of entitlement at work, that they, they're entitled to a certain wage because they have a degree, or they're in a union, so there's certain things they don't have to do, and stuff like that. And... Yep,
1: yep, that's true, entitlement. And that causes a, a lot of unhappiness in many ways. Okay, so you, you, you hit most of what I said, but let's let's go through these. So, it is an incorrect idea, if you have believed from the Bible, as Dave said, This is very common in Christian circles. That work is only a necessary evil. That is incorrect. We're going to start to examine that uh, next week. But the idea is they misinterpret scripture. When the curse came because of sin, God did connect the curse to the work that Adam was doing. So they incorrectly, they say, see... Work itself is a curse. And so what they believe is if Adam had not sinned, you would not have to go to work tomorrow. That's, that's literally how that, uh, uh, how that manifests in their belief. So that, that is going to cause uh, problems. Then of course, as some of you said, it is a wrong idea to think that work is not spiritual. That in some ways, I said there are Christians, they feel guilty because they're spending so many hours on the job and they're thinking, I could be doing God's work. I could be doing something for God. And here I am, I'm just working a job that, that somehow is, is uh, uh, unspiritual, as, as Duane said. It's just a paycheck. Why do I work? Purely to pay the bills, and so somehow that work itself is wasted time. That is a wrong idea. That all the time that I spend on the job, that God is looking down like, hurry up and get on to something spiritual. That is incorrect. And we're going to look at that uh, beginning next week. There are, uh, as our sister said uh, accurately... That some people think the only way to serve God at work is if you witness at work, if you evangelize. So, the idea is our sister said, is that a a lady who uh, did not have an outside job, I'm assuming, her job was in the home, but uh, never took care of anything at home because I'm out witnessing, I'm doing the work of God. That is a doctrine. That in some way, I, I predict, I don't know the lady, but I've pastored lots of people like that. That somehow, they would feel guilty if, what did you do today? You know, as she's saying, this lady, if I clean my house, that somehow God would, that's it? That's it? You didn't raise the dead? You didn't save 97 people? Or working whatever job you have. Okay, so, very important thing that Casey said. It is a wrong idea that work has no dignity. Think about our society. And some of you were uh, nibbling around the edges. In Western society, there is a huge divide between what we could call the knowledge classes. Knowledge classes are people who went to university and they studied to obtain knowledge... And then what we could say the service sector or just a, a regular job. You can work certain jobs with very little or no training whatsoever. So, of course, someone who has put in the effort to get a degree, of course they get paid more because there is a skill that they learn perhaps. There is a, it says something about their character that they're able to finish things. Those are things that people are looking for in business. But the problem is, in our society, we do not simply say, yep, they went to school, they spent $100,000 on their uh, degree. When I was, I was at the doctor a, a while back, and, and uh, the guy, he was, uh, he was almost finished with his degree. I can't remember that. I think they call it an intern. And so I'm asking him, I said, how much, if you don't mind my asking, how much is your medical degree going to cost by the time you're done? And he said quarter of a million dollars. Okay, so of course, that's why a doctor gets paid more. They have put an incredible amount of time. If I think it was seven years, and that was before he specialized, if I remember right. So, so <coughs> there is a logical reason why someone gets paid more. Our problem is that in Western societies, we make that a matter of worth, right? Have you ever met parents, and of course there'd be no one here like this, but you ever meet parents and they're talking about their children? So you say, how's the kids? And they, it's like all of, a light goes on, and they begin to talk about my son, the doctor, right? My daughter, the lawyer, Do you know, in all the years that I've been alive, I have never had a parent who puffed up and said, my son, who works at McDonald's, right? Why is that? So it is a matter of worth. We we take that as personal worth. Not simply how much you get paid per hour, but somehow you are not worth as much. That causes great frustration because everybody wants to feel that they have worth. And so that is an incorrect idea that your worth comes from what you do, that there are jobs that have worth or there are jobs that have more worth and there are jobs that have lesser worth. That's a wrong idea. So there are people that they have a wrong idea that work has no meaning in itself. There is no reason to do this. Of course, I owe, I owe, so it's off to work, I go. That person is saying, work itself, if I had the money, I wouldn't go. There would be no reason to go to work because work itself, there is no reason for it except to pay the bills. And then, of course, as we said that... uh, Uh, people then take to an extreme that my worth and dignity comes only from work. That is incorrect. So we, we said that there's different values of worth, but another idea is there are people that are, we'd say workaholics. Often a workaholic is somebody who believes that my only worth as a human being, my only worth as a man, as a woman, is... My work, what good am I? Look at my job. Look at my business. That's where my worth comes from. That is going to produce unhealthy things. And then, of course, the final thought that I had, this is a very Western idea. That is the ultimate goal in life is to get to a position where you have to do no work at all. Yeah, I'm working now, but I am, I'm saving, I've got a retirement plan, I've got investment. And, this, and so, you know, it used to be that that was when you uh, uh, were in older age, but now there are people who's like, man, I'm going to retire by, by age 50, I'm going to retire by age 45, I'm going to retire at 35. So in other words, if I can get enough money, the ultimate would be I don't have to work at all. I lie on the beach and sip something cool and fruity, and that's it. <laughs> Play, so that, and that's a very Western idea. I would suggest to you, not everybody in the world thinks like that. But these are all, their doctrines. People believe these things, and so we're going to talk in a moment. If you believe those incorrect ideas, it produces very unhealthy things. Okay, is that open for questions before we get into it?
2: Hey there, Sermon Podcast listeners. This is Pastor Adam back with you again. Wanted to just take a second here to thank you once again for listening to this Sermon Podcast. We've had an explosive rate of growth and listenership for the past few weeks, and we hope that you appreciate these daily sermons to encourage you and help you. I just want to share a couple of ratings that we've gotten in the Apple Podcast application Clint B. writes a five-star review. He said, I am so grateful for our fellowship. Thank you. This podcast, very helpful through the day. Uh, Bobby Sanford from North Carolina said, inspiring. Awesome to hear sermons that are encouraging and inspiring to the church. Uh, We could really use your help to add a couple more of these very helpful reviews. Uh, These do help us to get the word out about this podcast. I want you to know that we have a truly worldwide impact with this podcast from the United States to the UK, Australia, Ireland, Germany, New Zealand, South Africa, Netherlands, Canada, Romania, Afghanistan, Namibia. Vietnam, Switzerland, Kenya, India, Russia, Hong Kong, Ghana, Uganda, Guam, Meritus, Brazil, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Zambia, Japan, Jamaica, Malaysia, Israel, Ukraine, the list goes on and on of nations that are listening to these sermons. So we just want to say thank you for listening. Make sure that you're subscribed. Make sure that you're sharing these when you hear a good one. And please, if you haven't done so already, make sure you leave a five-star rating and a review of what you like about this podcast. Thank you again for listening, and back to the rest of the sermon.
1: Anthony, cast you out the back, Gary. Gary, turn around. There you go.
0: Uh, One thing I was going to say is I meet a lot of guys at work who say if I made more money, I would work harder. And then they get more money, and they work less. And then they say if I just made a little bit more, then I would put more effort into it. And that's the wrong, I think, mentality altogether.
1: Yes. Okay, that's that's true. Mike? There's a guy that comes uh, into work. Uh, His name is Jim. He inherited like $5 million about three years ago from his uncle. But he, he comes to work and works for free because he, he wants to have a place where he can go to be faithful to. He wants to learn uh, electronics. Here's, here's a guy, he's, he's really, you know, he, I wouldn't consider him really saved. But here's a guy who believes that work is important to him. Even though he's got a bank full of money, he comes to work and doesn't even ask for money f- from work. Wow. That is that's rare. Betty?
4: It matters sometimes um, where you work. When uh, uh, Bill Nye, when he got out of college, he was picked up by NASA, Houston. Doesn't that sound glorious? But then we moved back to Arizona, and he went to work for the IRS. Yeah. So the whole neighborhood, you know, it was young women there, and they came to welcome me. And they said, um, and what does your husband do? And I'm like, mm, mm, mm. And, um, so finally I was pinned by one of the girls and she said my husband works for the telephone company said, where does your husband work and they're all just waiting finally I said we're on welfare <laughs> and so when bill got home I I was in tears and he said what's the matter today you know what's the matter and I said I've lied to the whole neighborhood and my kids said yes she thinks you're like Zacchaeus and so I had to fix that but it matters sometimes the title that we carry we will we'll try to fix it some way so we look better yeah I don't, so,
1: But it some people don't understand. Where was it he was working? Betty, you can say it now. It's all these years later.
4: He was working for, uh, for uh, Zacchaeus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for the IRS. That'll make you popular, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's like, I have to go. <laughs> Very good. Ventura. One of the things that I've always, even you know, before I got my heart right, in just years of looking at work and such, the 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 best example that I have found of how even America and society places worth on people is how much professional sports athletes are paid, versus, you know, uh, somebody like myself, you know, un- unpaid well at my job. But it's just where the values of people are. You know, they pay these guys that play a game for X amount of months out of the year millions of dollars. And yeah. it just in my mind it's just like their their values are are misplaced. You know, what about the little guys yeah, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, it's not fair. Men. We should protest. Well, I mean if you really if you stop and think about it, they're playing a game. Yeah. But they're paid millions. It it ain't right. Why was it's I born short? That's what I want to know. <laughs> uh, sister, sister right there. Right oh. there oh yeah, go ahead. You start. Oh, hey. Go ahead. <laughs>
4: Um, yeah, but kind of like what he was saying. But I am a hairstylist and working for chain salons for many years, and you were literally nothing, but just bringing them money. If, if, like, when I blew my knee out and I couldn't work, their response was, "Is well, you can't sit on a stool in the salon and work, which we can, absolutely. We they make them for us. But you can sit on a, a stool in the parking lot and hold a sign for us. You know, I had no worth to them." You know, which is amazing because I'm a very good hairstylist. But if you can't do it their way, then you're nothing.
1: Yep. yep. Okay. And we'll get into the idea of business and work. Sister, go ahead. Yeah. I don't, I
5: don't like use this. <laughs> I don't like use this. Okay. Uh, the, uh, this time, the old people, especially like me my age, it's yep. a lot of in the world and people my age because they don't have enough. I mean, I got social security income, but it's still not enough. Yep. And I think it's a lot of the stress. I work at half, half of my life, more than half of my life. And I see all people my age, a lot of the stress, uh, because they, 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 they don't have enough income. Like yep. me, I still, still work because not enough for social security, only with over 2,000, my gas and everything, and extra. And, yes. and I'm a very good giver. Uh, I like giving things, and I feel good to people. Uh, I grow up, and I like uh, giving people some things when I got low extra.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. Yep. okay, I understand. Okay, let's look at the fruit of wrong beliefs. Okay, I said everybody has a doctrine. You believe certain things about work, which is what we're focusing on. Okay, the problem with all of these wrong ideas that we've just looked at, and I'm sure that there are more is that whatever you believe produces things. There's a Bible understanding. Okay, Matthew 7, 18.
2: Good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit.
1: Okay, so Jesus was the master of using things in life, and he says, this is how life works. This is how the kingdom of God works. He says, and we'll just focus on the second part, he says, if... The roots are bad in some way. You are not going to get good fruit. Some of you have talked about people at your work. Anthony was talking about people who don't work good now, but I will if I get more money. Any of the wrong ideas. If you know someone that has wrong ideas, in probably 95% of the time, they are not successful. Because you can't believe wrong and somehow what it's producing in your life is great things. I believe that work is a curse. I shouldn't have to work. But man, my work is going fantastic. I am succeeding. It doesn't work that way. It produces. So, all of the things that we said, let's go through some of these. The fruit of wrong thinking about work, it produces. Okay, so... Number one, if you believe some of these ideas that we just said, what does it produce? Laziness. What is a lazy person? A lazy person is someone who has wrong doctrine, wrong ideas uh, about work. So it produces an unwillingness to work or it produces an avoidance. Of work. Proverbs 6, 9 and 10. How long will you sleep, O sluggard? When will you arise out of your sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. Okay, so uh, he says a lazy person, they are doing their best to avoid work. And you read Proverbs chapter 6. He goes on to explain how that works out in life, it talks about poverty as a result of that, which we'll get to uh, in a moment. So, laziness is there are people that they do not want to get jobs at all, or on the job they are masters at avoiding work. So that's, that's, a, that's a fruit, that's a product of what you believe Number two is that when you have wrong ideas about work, it affects other people. It would be nice that if you were lazy, the only person who paid the price for your laziness was you. That'd be nice. They'd be like, yep, and they can't even, they don't even have enough to eat. Well, there you go. The problem is that's not how laziness, that's not how wrong ideas about work. Uh, goes, it affects other people. It affects their families. As a pastor through the years, here's the frustration when you have, let's say, a husband who is lazy, doesn't want to get a job, or gets a job, but is lazy to where the boss has to fire him, or, uh, you know, uh, is so spiritual that they get fired from... You know, 97 jobs in a row and call it persecution. Well, the problem is it's the family that pays. Right? It's not just him. It's like, hey, fine, go live in a field and eat dirt, but that's not what happens. It is I have to, through the years, it's like, but we are, we don't have a place to live. We can't, I can't even feed the kids. I can't. That's the problem is it produces things that affects other people. First Timothy 5:8.
2: But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever.
1: Okay, so the Bible, I mean, these are strong words. They're talking about, yeah, what are they doing? They're out, they're robbing banks, man, they're dealing drugs. No, what are they doing? They just won't get a job. And God says they're worse than an unbeliever. That's like... Man, God, it's just a job. Mellow out. But this is very, very serious. So what happens is the family pays. I've seen this. I see through the years I have, have pastored where there are little old ladies. They should be able to, you know, take it a little more easy. They have adult children living in their house who will not get a job. And this little old lady is out still slaving. So in other words, she is paying for someone else's laziness. When people are lazy or have wrong ideas about work, it affects other workers. How many of you work a job where you have to pick up the slack because there are lazy people on the job? It's like, great. It's got to get done, so somebody's got to do it because there's somebody not pulling their... Wait, bosses, there are numbers of people that they own businesses. And this is the torment of bosses trying to find of bosses trying to find people who will work. You know, here in America, it's like, first of all, finding people who can pass a urine test. That would be amazing. <laughs> right? That's like getting hard. And then, you know, hiring people. I, I, uh, I went to El Paso last week, and, and one of the brothers in the church, he picked me up from the airport. He says he has 65 employees, and he says, I spend all day long dealing with crises, and number one, he says, it's just problems with workers. In everything, it's a problem. Is there people don't want to work, people leave work early, people don't show up, and on and on and on. Because what you believe, it affects other people. It also affects the church. So now people get saved, they come in. They're a part of the kingdom of God. But they still have wrong ideas about work. So now it affects the church. Nehemiah 3.5. Who did I give that to? Don't know. Someone here, read it off of the screen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Techoex made repairs, but their nobles did not
2: put their shoulders to the work of their lord.
1: Okay, so now we are transitioning. We're not. We're not talking about uh, a, a non-Christian employer. We're talking now about the work of God, and in every. Uh, uh, in every church around the world is there are people like this. In this case, there were nobles. There were people who like, we're above work. But uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the problem is, is something is not getting done in the kingdom of God. You, you discover this. A lot of the world's work is done by the same people. In church, there are some people that they carry a disproportionate load because there are others who are not pulling their weight. And then, of course, financially, the Bible speaks about the impact in finances. 1 Timothy 5, 16. If any believing man or woman has widows, let them relieve them, and do not let the church be burdened, that it may relieve those who
2: are really widows.
1: Okay, so in this case, it, it, uh, it has to do with widows. Uh, but, but the idea here is... If there are people who have wrong ideas about work, and that, that is widows, the Bible says, they're, they're uh, being busybodies instead of uh, contributing. Uh, he says the problem is the church is burdened. So there are people that have genuine crisis, not for a moment do I, uh, uh, you know, disparage someone that has a crisis and is in trouble, but the problem is when you have people, they're in a crisis because someone was lazy Someone won't do what they're supposed to do in the area of work. So then, what is it? Well, we have to take the kingdom resources that should be used for kingdom purposes to help someone. Why are they in this crisis? Because of laziness or because of wrong ideas about work. Wrong ideas about work also brings a despising of work. As we said, in Western society, the knowledge classes and uh, common workers is often uh, what happens is that those who are educated or have spent money or spent years learning a trade, which is, that is wonderful. The, the problem is when you despise or look down on other people because they don't have your uh, training or your opportunities. You know what happens when people have wrong ideas about work is they view some work as being beneath their dignity. For, for years, many years, I've had people It's like, man, they, they're, they're desperate, their family's getting desperate, they need work, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I went and looked for a job. They offered me a job, but uh, I, I didn't take it. Why not? Because, man, it was like, you know, it was, it was like a lower job. Yeah, I didn't take it because it didn't pay enough per hour. Hmm, right now you're making zero Okay, I'm not like the world's greatest mathematician. (laughs) But I think some is better than zero. No, no, I can't. And again, the family pays, the kingdom pays because of that. So there are people, they would rather be unemployed than take a job that they view as being beneath them. That's a fruit of wrong doctrine. Another consequence of wrong doctrine about work is it destroys dignity. Very common there are people, they feel demeaned by their job. They're working a job, they don't like it, they don't have a choice, so they're working it, but they feel demeaned, they feel no worth, and they feel that somehow this is uh, uh, costing them dignity. Another thing that happens, wrong ideas about work invariably produce envy. The Bible is clear. Lazy people despise successful people. This is this is the problem. Proverbs 21, 25, and 26.
2: Uh, the, the desire of the lazy man kills him, for his hand refused to labor. He covets greedily all day long, but the righteous gives and does not
1: spare. Okay, so... The Bible says if you are a lazy person, that means you have wrong ideas about work in the first place. So what happens? Number one, your desires kill you. In other words, it torments you. Man, I wish I had a house. I wish I had a better car. I wish I could... But, and so it's a torment. You're not getting those things because, the Bible says, laziness is the, the fruit of that. Then what does it say? Is they greedily covet... So invariably, we live life connected to others and we come to church and it's like, did they get a new car? Why did they get a new car? (laughs) Easy for you to talk about God with that fine new car. (laughs) Right? So now I'm I'm vexed. Hear testimonies of, you know, I got a promotion, pay raise. How come they get a promotion? This is always... Some of you here, you have had bosses that they've given you a pay raise, and what did they say? Don't tell anybody. Hey, the boss gave me a pay raise, and then there's a riot on the factory floor. (laughs) Right? You do your job. But no, 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 you're vexed because someone else. Also, the Bible says, what happens in lazy people is, they despise those in authority. Okay, think about this, uh, Matthew 25, 24 and 25 said Josh.
2: Then he <clears throat> then he who had received the one talent came and said, "Lord, I know that you are a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. That <clears throat> and I was afraid and went and hid my talent in the ground. Look, there have what is yours."
1: Okay, so now this is a kingdom parable and the Bible says One of the things that happens is people who are lazy and have wrong ideas about work and money, they wind up despising, they wind up being angry at the person who gave them the job in the first place. They're They're working a job, they're going to look at him, how come he's making all this money? Because he owns the company, that's why. (laughs) I don't know if you realize this, your job is to go to work and make your boss or your company as much money as possible. That's not wrong. But the Bible says that the one talent guy is like, how come convenient if they get two and you only get me? So, so he resents the one in authority. It affects your relationship with God. Lazy people always come to the point in life where they wind up blaming God for their poverty. It had nothing to do with their lack of uh, willingness to work. It had nothing to do with their spending patterns. Is God, how come you're not blessing me like somebody else, and then, of course, God is displeased by this. Guilt is another fruit of wrong idea, uh, ideas about work, that somehow God is not happy with you because you're spending time on what we call secular work or outside the church instead of spiritual work. It affects your testimony. You have wrong ideas about work. Is, uh, 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 it, it affects your Christian testimony. You know what's sad? is when the most vocal Christian at work is the worst worker. You ever witness to somebody and go, yeah, you know, tell you about Jesus, they go, wait, wait, what church you go to? Yeah, I work with a guy. Yeah, he was always Jesus, 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 but that lazy so-and-so, he was the worst worker on there. There are guys that they have been fired from dozens of jobs in a row because all they do is witness. You're not actually on the job to witness. It's not why you're there. And then they call it persecution. Okay? It brings damage in the uh, uh, in the home. Their wives, we'll do a whole lesson on this, their wives or mothers who feel unspiritual or useless because they're taking care of their home and children. Their husbands that make their wives feel useless because they're not working a job. In South Africa, one of the First uh, uh, people we met, uh, I was working with this guy and and uh, witnessing to him, young South African. He had a girlfriend and he told me, "Yeah, I have this girlfriend, but my parents are saying you have to break up with her." And I'm like, "You know, why? Is she a drug dealer? You know?" No, because he says my parents say, "What is she going to contribute to the marriage?" So in other words, she didn't make enough per hour. So you wouldn't even think of marrying her, because that's, that's an incorrect uh, idea. It, it drives people to idolize work. If you feel that work is where your entire worth comes from, you are going to make work an idol. Workaholics, they work too much, they damage their family, they damage their relationship with God, Idols demand sacrifices. Isn't that right? you read in the Old Testament. Whenever you have an idol, you, you see that? It's like, what? And they killed their children? Sacrificed? Who would do such a thing? Guys who work 95 hours a week and never see their kids. Isn't that what they're doing? They're sacrificing their children for their work. That is a, that's a belief. And then, of course, it affects the future. Many of the kingdom parables are work stories about what? Does your future look like it is determined by your job, disciples? We'll talk about discipleship somewhere along the the way. Final thought is, if you have wrong ideas toward work, there are some people that they feel driven to get into vocations that do not suit them. Okay, it's wonderful that you try to do better in life, you better yourself, you educate, you improve. But there are some people, because they have these wrong ideas... They are clear, you know, there are some people in life, they should not be managers. Do you know that? They shouldn't be in charge of anybody. You're not good at it. You're tormented, and you're tormenting other people. That's just not your thing, man. That's, so, if you feel that that's a worth issue, then that's going to cause you problems. And, and then, of course, wives can push husbands into unsuitable pursuits because... They have these wrong ideas. Okay, we got time for some questions. Casey at the back. Uh, excuse me. Two quick thoughts. You talked about uh, bad ideas that affect other people. And if you have, uh, if you're lazy and you don't work well, you train other people like your children or new converts or new employees. You train them how to work bad. So that's yes. a, that's a bad uh, effect. Yep. The other the other thought. Um, is gone, <laughs> <laughs> but it was deep. I appreciate it over here, Debbie. Debbie, her is. Go ahead.
3: I inherited all kinds of momisms, and one momism was there are some people that are so heavenly minded they're of no earthly good.
1: Yep, that's true. Very good, sis. Did you have your hand up up here? Go ahead.
3: God takes our, at, our attitude toward work so seriously. In the first three or four months of my salvation, my head was screwed on pretty crooked when I got saved, and I was very egotistical and um, prideful about my work abilities that God gave me, <laughs> and... Um, God took me through a period of time where I got fired, which was a real rude awakening. I I mean, They fired who? And would not let me work. I, I had skills such that I could go down to any temporary agency and be working that same day. So I went an entire week. I went through four agencies, and I'm hearing the same thing. This is the strangest dry spell we've ever had. I just don't understand it. And I'm like... Okay, I'm a little slow on the uptake, Lord, but I get it. So the message from God was, I work where he wants, when he wants, as long as he wants. And if he opens doors of opportunity, I witness to who he wants. That's worked very well for 35 years.
1: (laughs) Yeah, okay, very good. Okay, so all we've done today is lay the foundation. Now... As you, I I was astounded when I began to see how much there is in the Bible about work. So we're going to, look, God really does have a blueprint. He has things. Some of you, if you feel some of these things that you have no worth or you're demeaned or or you are uh, uh, not succeeding or many of these things, God has answers. We're going to look at the blueprint. That's going to be the basis starting next week. We're going to look at God's divine design for work that matters. God bless you. We'll stop
0: there. and love people.